With international travel, especially to an unfamiliar place where you may not speak the language, taking a few minutes to familiarize yourself with the local safety concerns and emergency protocols can really help you avoid unfortunate or even dangerous situations. This episode outlines your resources in a variety of emergencies and addresses a few cautionary measures you can take to ensure a safe visit. Austria is among the safest travel destinations in the world and has one of the lowest crime rates in Europe. If you encounter crime, it's most likely going to be petty theft in an area with high tourist traffic. Of course, a few simple common sense precautions can be taken to minimize the risk that you fall victim to a pickpocket. For one thing, leave your passport locked in your hotel safe or stored away in your room while you're out exploring the city. There are only two places where a visitor might need to show it for entry the United Nations, and the Seitenstetten Synagogue, both of which do offer tours but also require advance notice and will remind you to bring your passport with you when you make your appointment. Your wallet should be stowed away inside an inner pocket of your bag or backpack, if you're using one, not in an outer pocket that's easily accessible. Money belts and other pockets worn inside your clothes are another option, but it's probably better to leave large amounts of cash and valuables at your accommodation rather than carrying them around with you, if possible. I've lived in Vienna continuously since 2006, and since then have only seen two attempted thefts, both in a very touristy Starbucks. One was a purse snatching that happened when a girl left her bag on a chair to save her seat while she went to collect her drink. The other, a man had his passport and a few hundred euros in his coat pocket, which, when he draped it on the back of his chair, was easily reachable to the man sitting in the chair right behind him. In both cases, the thieves were clearly quite practiced. They'd done this before, knew what to look for, and even had accomplices waiting with bicycles outside. The purse snatcher had a folded newspaper ready to conceal the stolen bag. The pickpocket had chosen the seat, whose back abutted the back of the guy whose passport he wanted to steal. Both situations could have been easily avoided through just a bit more care and keeping valuables tucked away. If something unfortunate does happen to you or someone around you, or if you feel unsafe, call the Austrian Emergency Services. I'll go through those numbers with you in a moment. Please also note that if you witness or come upon a situation in which someone's life is in danger, Austrian law requires that you assist unless doing so also puts your own life at risk. Assisting can be as simple as calling emergency services. If you witness a traffic accident and don't feel safe crossing a busy street, for instance, you will have fulfilled your duty to assist by alerting the Austrian police. Don't worry about the language barrier. Dispatchers are trained to deal with English language emergency calls. And if you're in a busy area and are unsure what to do, get the attention of others nearby. All Austrian driver's license holders are required to take first aid courses, and there are defibrillators located in public areas throughout the city. So the probability is that someone else in your immediate vicinity either knows what to do or at least remembers the emergency numbers and has a phone. Speaking of which, the Europe-wide general emergency number is 112. While in Austria, though, if you can remember the following numbers, you may be able to shave off some precious seconds of response time. There are three important numbers for the fire department, police, and ambulance services, and a handy little mnemonic device to remember them. The fire department, or Feuerwehr, is 122. Imagine the twos look like little fire hoses. The police, or Polizei, is 133, the threes resembling little handcuffs. And the ambulance, or Rettung, is 144. The fours look like little chairs. 122 is the fire department, 133 is the police, 
and 144 is the ambulance. Also, saving the phone number and address of your nation's consulate is a good idea in case your wallet or passport is lost or stolen. Even better, make a copy of your passport to keep in a separate place in your luggage or on your person, and write the consulate's contact information on the back in case you lose your phone as well. There are a number of other resources available to you while you're here that are worth mentioning. Here are three that might be relevant. Women over 14 who are the victims of violence can call the Frauennotruf, or the Women's Emergency Line, at 0171719, any time of the day or night. Women suffering nonviolent reproductive health issues can contact the emergency line of Woman and Health by either going to their website, www.womanandhealth.at, or calling 015333-654-595. This organization also provides exams, STD testing, and psychological support related to sexual health. Emergency contraception, like the morning after pill or Pille Danach, is available in Austrian pharmacies or Apotheken without a prescription. Finally, the PSD Wien, or Psychosoziale Dienste Wien, Vienna Psychosocial Services, provides 24-7 intervention and counseling services to people experiencing psychiatric crises. Their number is 0131330. Of course, if you need urgent care, go to a hospital. Vienna has several large hospitals. You can just get in a cab and ask the driver to take you to the nearest one. But generally speaking, if you've got a traumatic injury, like a gash or a broken bone, ask to be taken to Lawrence Böller in the 20th district. For any other issues, for instance a twisted ankle or persistent nausea, head to the general hospital, called the AKH or AKH, in the 9th district. Children should be taken to a Kinderambulanz, like the St. Anna Children's Hospital in the 9th District. Medical personnel in Austria can generally speak good English, but major hospitals also have staff translators, or Dolmetscher, to ensure that patients and families understand medical terminology. If you're unsure what you should do or whether to go to urgent care, call 1450. It's a free medical consultation service offered around the clock. You can call and describe your symptoms and concerns, and the operator will provide free medical advice and resources relevant to your issue. But if you're in an emergency situation, remember, call an ambulance at 144. Better safe than sorry, and don't worry Americans, the cost of medical attention here is nothing compared to the U.S. So you won't be turned away for failure to provide proof of insurance, and the cost of the ambulance ride is pretty reasonable if it's deemed an emergency. If you've got a non-acute complaint, like you feel a cold coming on or need a topical cream for a sore joint, head to an apotheca during working hours. This is like a pharmacist or a chemist. In addition to filling prescriptions, they can advise you on addressing your symptoms with medication, both prescription and over-the-counter. And if the symptoms you describe merit some more serious consideration or require a prescription, they'll tell you to make an appointment with a local doctor. If you need these services outside of normal business hours, you'll have to identify an apotheca that has Nachtdienst, nighttime service, between 8 p.m. and 8 a.m., and all day on Sundays and federal holidays. You can call 1455 to identify one near you or head to www.nachtapotheke.at. Just note that an additional fee, usually somewhere between 150 and 4 euros total, applies during these off hours. You'll be glad to hear that the water that comes out of Vienna's taps is completely safe to drink. 
In fact, it's very likely the cleanest and best tasting municipal water that you'll ever have. It's sourced from a glacial aquifer in the nearby Alps and actually generates electricity on its journey downhill into town. Because it has already been filtered through many layers of rock before finding its way into the aquifer, it doesn't need any additional treatment or filtration, just monitoring and regular testing. So it's a much better option than bottled water. The term for tap water in German is Leitungswasser, and I address the ins and out of ordering water, both tap and mineral, in restaurants in a separate episode on restaurants and tipping, in case you plan on drinking it with your meals out. For when you're exploring around town, Vienna has loads of public drinking fountains, especially in parks and heavy traffic pedestrian areas, so I recommend just using a refillable bottle. If you do opt to purchase water, please recycle the plastic bottle once you're done with it by taking it to one of the thousands of yellow bins located throughout the city. Austrians are avid recyclers, especially if you're staying in someone's home or in a home rental, you'll be expected to separate your trash. Listen to my Meet the Locals episode for more information on that. Finally, a few pointers for travelers interested in experiencing Austria's fantastic outdoor attractions. More than 65% of Austria's territory is in the Alps. It also beats out Switzerland as the country with the greatest share of European Alpine territory. So if you've got the time while you're here, a trip out of Vienna and ab in den Bergen, up into the mountains, is a great way to get a true sense of the country and its people. Most of the ski resorts continue their gondola service during the summer, so a popular option with the locals is to take a train out for a day of hiking, riding the gondola up and exploring the ridge on foot. Austria also has a number of glaciers that can be visited in the summer months. Skiing is even possible year-round in some locations. But before you head out, there are a few precautions to consider. As with high-altitude hiking elsewhere in the world, you'll need to plan on bringing extra water and warm clothing. You dehydrate faster in the dry mountain air, and the sudden altitude shift can leave you with headaches and nausea if you don't drink enough water. The weather can also change quite quickly, so even if it seems warm and sunny, bring extra layers for warmth, pack a waterproof shell, and heed any notices you see or hear from others about storm, avalanche, or landslide danger. While underway, stick to marked trails, usually designated through visible signage and or by a color-coded system of painted blocks on tree trunks and rock faces. Occasionally, the trail will take you through cow pastures but only go through the pasture if it's clear that the trail runs through it and if there's a safe means of getting through or over the fence. Once inside with the cows, keep your distance from the herd. Speak in a soft voice, refrain from any jerky or sudden movements, and if you're traveling with a dog, either pick it up or be sure it's leashed and tightly under control. Dogs have, unfortunately, initiated deadly stampedes in the past which is why you may also encounter areas with signage indicating that dogs are prohibited on certain trails. Best check beforehand if this is a concern for you. While Europe is home to a couple of poisonous species of viper, encountering them is quite rare. Rarer still if you stick to well-maintained trails and avoid sticking hands, feet, or paws into rock crevices. But far more than poisonous snakes, ticks are a real concern for outdoor explorers in Austria. Ticks here carry a virus referred to in German as FSMA, which stands for Frühsommer Meningoencephalitis, Early Summer Meningoencephalitis, an infectious disease that can manifest as acute inflammation of the brain, cognitive dysfunction, spinal paralysis, and even death. 
called TBE, tick-borne encephalitis in English, the virus is spread either through the bite of an infected tick or, less commonly, consumption of non-pasteurized milk from infected dairy animals. The good news is that, as it's a virus, there is a vaccine that can prevent it. If you're planning on remaining in Austria for a longer period, and your plans here include hiking through wooded areas or regularly interacting with dogs or livestock, you might want to consider getting inoculated. The city of Vienna offers subsidized FSME vaccination, but you're probably better off discussing this with your doctor at home before you travel. Since Vienna also has extensive wooded areas, be aware that ticks can also be found in the city, so performing a thorough tick check after hiking or spending time in tall grass is just good practice. Unfortunately, since Lyme disease, or Borreliose in German, is a bacterium, there's no vaccine to prevent it. So if you do find a tick, remove it carefully by grasping the head as close to your skin as possible with a pair of tweezers and applying even steady upward pressure without twisting. This will hopefully avoid the head remaining embedded. If it does, remove it with a sterilized needle. Wash the area carefully with soap and water or alcohol and preserve the tick by sealing it in a plastic bag or small container. Monitor your symptoms for fever or the development of a ring-like red rash on your skin. If these develop, seek medical attention through one of the options I've just mentioned and bring the tick with you. You can get special tick-removing tweezers at Austrian pharmacies, by the way, which come with a handy little container for the tick. But since an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, a better investment might be in wearing long sleeves and long pants tucked into high socks and applying a tick-repellent spray called an Anti-Zeckenspray, or Zeckenschutzspray in German. You can find such sprays at Austrian pharmacies. Whatever adventures your time in Austria may include, I wish you a safe and healthy stay while you're here.